This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello, and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle, or Aragon books, page-by-page and chapter-by-chapter. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or Sheacup. And please, please, before we get started, go and like and review us on Apple and Spotify. If you leave us five stars and some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Also, you can join us on Discord, The Cups Podcasting, and more. You can find that link in the episode description. And so today we are talking about a path revealed. Um, And this kind of begins with Aragon kind of pondering a little bit about his role as the Dragon Rider and his role to right the wrongs against the Empire, other than just avenging the people he's been, who he loves, and he's feel how he has been wrong. So Aragorn decides that to kind of try to find a path forward, he needs to reach the elf's thoughts. He does this, and the elf is immediately suspicious, and her defenses go up, and basically attacking him, leaving him in great pain. Uh, Where The elf's mind is described as ethereal and musical. As he protests, he basically says in the ancient language, like, I'm a writer, And a friend, which there's a little funny Lord thing about this, where we learn, like, no, you can't lie in the ancient language, but that doesn't mean that you're telling the full truth. And then she relents a little bit and allows him access. We learn her name is Arya and that she was poisoned with the Scylla Brog, which is a severe poison and that her powers were also affected by the same drug that Aragon was. Uh, she's basically in an unconscious trance to fend off the effects of the poisons which would otherwise kill her. She tells Aragon that he needs a antidote that is only available with the elves or the Varden. Or the Empire, but the Empire's not an option. She reveals the location of the Varden and makes him promise to keep the secret and be wary not to contact her unless it is at the risk of dying. So then Aragorn shares what he learns with Saphira and Murtag, and it begins an argument with Murtag, where Murtag is like Murtag the pack mule, Murtag the person that, that he feels unappreciated, and he says he doesn't, and about joining the Varden, and they basically get into a physical fight until Saphira has to pin him down with her, like, four, like, claws. And so... She tries to get them to talk civility and trying to figure out, like, why he doesn't want to join the Varden. 
and he explain he starts to explain something that his father might have something to do it but then he's cut off because they witness urgles marching through and decide they must flee uh and that they basically go follow us and help us to get to the varden and then you can leave safely and that's kind of the end of the chapter so a lot of not a lot happen a lot happens but not like big events just a lot of interpersonal conflict between aragon and Murtag in this chapter yeah like a lot a lot a lot um but i want to go back before we get into that because the first thing that kind of happens in this chapter is that aragon is reflecting on the concept of freedom he's outside of the empire for the first time in his life he and so he feels like he's free and then he kind of remembers other people who are not free um and so he's just kind of reflecting on that which i thought was interesting and and good and then he kind of transitions into okay like I've, we've got to figure out what's going on with the elf and so it it was funny to me because i've been wondering how long it would take him to kind of get there like and remember that he can do that because we haven't seen him do that in a very long time and so i was like okay finally god but it was interesting that her mind is described as lucid and clear and then she immediately goes on the attack against aragon um and it's just such a contrast well i guess the reason why i find it interesting is because it's such a contrast to how she's been depicted so far which is this like helpless creature that can't do anything um and now we know that that's not that's not who she is at all yeah i think and it very much paints the picture of like elves aren't just like superhuman creatures with strong with strength speed and magical powers and pointed ears they are an entirely different creature entirely like even to the point yeah. that their mind is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. But also, you know, they go on to communicate and talk about how she's been poisoned and all this stuff and um, how basically like the elves and the Varden are the only two that you can get this antidote from. And she says the elves are out of reach, which I just found interesting. And I want to know more about where the elves are, what they're doing, like, why are they so far away? All of that. Um, but that maybe will come in time. But it's it was really funny to me that after they have this conversation, Aragon comes out of it. Safira and Murtag are like standing there and they're like, are you OK? And it very much reminds me of that meme from Dragon Age Origins where your warden, you go through the joining to become a great warden. And then you wake up and Duncan and Alistair are just like right above you like, you OK, bro? Um, so that's all I had in my head when I was reading that it it's interesting that Aragon wants to go immediately like he wants to leave now and that's when that's kind of when everything blows up and so I just wondered if if Aragon had come out of his his trance and had said here's everything she said here's what troubles me here's what I think we should do instead of coming out of it and being like, okay, let's pack up our stuff. Let's go. Would the fight have happened at all? I don't know. I think yes and no. I think it just probably, I think it probably would have pushed the fight a little bit beyond that. But I do agree with you because Aragon is just like, okay, we have to do this. This is fate. This is the next thing that we have to do. And Murtag, you know, raises some valid concerns 
of the fact that the distance is just the same as it did to take them to get to where they are a long time. And Aragon wants to do it in like half of the time. Yeah, exactly. And I think it might be beneficial for me to read kind of this passage. um, And I have it highlighted and pulled up. So Mm -hmm. if you want to follow along, we are reading on page 383. Um, And so Aragon's like, if we do nothing, she'll die. And he's freaking out. And Murtag says this, or I guess the book says this. Murtag grunted and crossed his arms. Of course, Murtag the pack animal, Murtag the horse leader. I should have remembered that's all I'm good for now and nowadays. Oh, and let's not forget, every soldier in the Empire is searching for me now because you couldn't defend yourself and I had to go and save you. Yes, I suppose I'll just follow your instructions and bring up the horses in the rear like a good servant. So he's pissed. Right. I feel like this scene is like from a D&D campaign where one uh, one player character has main character syndrome and another player character is fed up with that. Very much so. Very much so. Um, I won't compare this to any campaigns we've been in together, um, but there are a few that it does ring true for. But yeah, no, I I mean, you're right. Absolutely. You can say it. It was one of my characters. Yeah. Glader, main character syndrome, for sure. Dragonborn, mm-hmm. asshole. <laughs> but anyway, I found Safira's... Um, resolution of this conflict to be absolutely hilarious and hysterical that she's like okay you're gonna fight each other i'm going to make it to where you can't even move so figure it out work it out and also like murtag can't hear what she's saying so he's just like pinned on the ground with no information and they're silently talking to each other in their heads Mm -hmm. but this what safira does kind of brings up the next point that i wanted to talk about which is that which is Murtag's kind of response um, because clearly there's something deeper. It's not just about Aragon, like wanting, wanting them to move quickly. Um, and so finally they, they talk a little bit more and I just have the quote again. Murtag says, I told you before, I don't want to go to the Varden. Aragon frowned. Was that all that was the matter? Don't want to or can't? Murtag tried to shove shove Safira's leg off him, then gave up with a curse. Don't want to. They'll expect things from me that I can't deliver. Did you steal something from them? I wish it were that simple. Aragon rolled his eyes, exasperated. Well, what is it then? Did you kill someone important or bed the wrong woman? No, I was born said Murtag cryptically. I'm sure you have thoughts. Is this a point to transition to predictions or do you have more to say? We can transition to predictions. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say is that the Urgles that are coming at the very end of this chapter are led by like a chieftain. And this is kind of the first time that we see the Urgles being referred to as like an entity, as a group of people that can organize themselves. So far, they've mm-hmm. just kind of been like mindless soldiers. 
Right. But yes, so I do have predictions. I have two predictions, very concrete ones, as opposed to the past couple abstract chapter predictions. But my first thing, and this is finally what I've decided, this is like my second big prediction about who's who. Um, You know, Brom being Aragon's father is my first one. This is my second one. And I think that Murtag is the son of the emperor. Interesting. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. And here's the reason why. The reason why is because I don't feel like there's anyone else in this world, in this universe, that could make him say that his fault for existing is that he was born. Like, I don't think there's any other person that could father a child that would have that reaction in the empire, in this whole universe. So that's kind of what made me. And then he starts to talk about his father and he like cuts himself off and he refuses to go back into that conversation. So for me, the only person that makes sense is Galbatorix. Interesting. Um, I am just going to say that, you know, it is possible that this is a character we haven't met yet that's a fair point that's a fair point and there are lots of enemies of the varden that are not galbatorix true but murtag's whole thing about his only sin is being born doesn't have anything to do with the varden do you have any other predictions yes actually i have one more and i think that when he arrives i think the varden will try and kill murtag if he ends up going there interesting We'll have to wait and find out. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.